What's up, everybody? It's your best friend, Trevarez. And your baby daddy, Dom. Oh, girl, this is another episode of PC Podcast. Edition now, it's more like girl, hide your kids, hide your wife. Okay, this is uh, hide the dog, kidnapped edition. This is just too much edition, trapped edition, help me edition, <laughs> right? Um, and we are also joined today by um, our friend Brandon. Hey, hey how y'all doing? Good, how are you? All the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, Queen City. <laughs> City. Uh, I don't think no, no city is popping right now at this point. No major city anyway. Listen, they all burning down. How the hell are you? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, a, little, a little anxious with everything going on. Like, everything. Like, the riots, the pandemic, and the economy, and everything. Right. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Same here. How are you? Um, like, I'm good. As good as I can be, I guess, you know. I feel like I'm straddling the fence. I, um, I, so I've been trying to not be on social media, but then when I'm not on social media, because I don't, I'm not going to work or anything, I don't have anything to to do to distract my mind. So then I end up right back on social media and then shit be going down. I'm like, ugh. I'm on this fine line of like, every day is a great day, but I'm like borderline sad and right on the cusp of being really annoyed and wanting to be like mm-hmm. really irritated <laughs> bitch catch these words <laughs> right because you can't find nobody right now just listen just, like, <laughs> read, read them down in the comments my name is jasmine masters and i have something to say period okay <laughs> so that's where i'm at okay well um i have a piece of the week um i'm not gonna go into detail why the peach of the week because it's also a part of my topic for today um, but my peach of the week goes to uh, the mayor of Atlanta, Miss Keisha Lance Bottoms. It also goes to Killer Mike and uh, Tip T.I. Clifford Harris. Um, and I'll just leave that there with that. Um, any other peaches? No? Anybody got any recognition? Any more thoughts? Anybody? Um, did you see uh, Homeboy? Damn, I can't remember his name. Uh, Nathan from Insecure? Yes. You saw him uh out there fighting with the with the cops. I heard he got mm-hmm. like, hurt too. Yeah, they um I think it was like seven he got shot seven times with the rubber bullets. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Ooh my god. And they and he said like those are their equivalent of like throwing a brick at somebody. Because I saw somebody with a picture of one of the rubber bullets in their hand. Yeah. And it looks like the size of like It's like a like a mini um like a Nerf ball or like a um, yeah, like a, a beanie a beanie bag like yeah. a, beanie, a beanie bag or whatever mm. like yeah. but it's like it's it, those are kind of big yeah for you to be lodging mm. at across the room like this well and they're shooting people like point blank and shout out to the man who kicked the little gas bomb oh, as I the boy that. threw it and he <laughs> punted that bitch right back across I saw that like not over here Miss Mama they done made it a gif already yes um so yeah that's that. Um, did you have something you want to, anybody need the recognition? No, if not, it's okay. If yes, sure, share. I think, what's going on? 
his his name is Kendrick Simpson, by the way. That okay. actor. Um, oh yes, that is his name. Yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think, and I was like, oh gosh. Um, we all know, like, shout out to him. Um, shout everyone who's AKA protesting uh, peacefully. Um, <laughs> people who are putting their bodies on the line and risking, you know, whatever harm that could come to them because it's not just, you know. Um, people on one side that are causing it, a lot of it is, well, a lot of the violence is coming from law enforcement. So the people who right. are like risking themselves, um, all of y'all get a peach, all the peaches. <laughs> yes, all the peaches. <laughs> Full okay. peach. You know what, and also to like that. the black police officers who are out here like really just trying to do their job. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I think of like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there are like some men and women, black women who are like getting dressed to go to work and you know, kind of got to kiss your family. Like, hopefully, yeah. I come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, so at this point, nobody's safe. Right. So I have a friend um, who is a cop. Um, I'm not gonna say his name because you know, ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. But I do have a friend who is a cop, and he's a black cop. But he. Um, I actually like had like a little like a little conversation with him the other day and I was I asked him I was like do you ever feel like torn going to work right. or whatever and like he basically was just like you know he loves his job he loves what he does like he became a cop so that he can protect and serve like help the community right. be there for people like enforce the laws whatever whatever um and so I asked him like how does he feel about, like, you know, the excessive force and police brutality and blah, blah, blah. And so he was kind of on the fence about that, too, because, like, you know, they, they do get certain training. But he does see that some people have, you know, taken that a little too far. But and so I was like, well, why don't you say something about it, you know, as a cop? Like, because, you know, it's like you don't really see cops like getting on their social media or like right. making videos or making a stand or whatever whatever mm-hmm. and so then he made another good point where he was like you know sometimes people are um like afraid to not necessarily afraid but it's like if you do say something then you get like blackballed and like they make your job harder for you yeah, absolutely. and like you know what I'm saying like you can pop- put you in the most dangerous mm-hmm. places right or yeah. like you you end up mm-hmm. losing your job over some like you know, underhanded bullshit or whatever. So a lot of people, like, they don't know what to do. And he was like, you know, you can file, like, one of those internal complaints or whatever. And I was like, but... It's going to the white man. Right. And that's that's what I said. I was like, I mean, I do understand, you know, following protocol because, you know, at my job, when something happens, you know, you still have to follow protocol and have that proper paperwork to, you know, suspend somebody or fire somebody or whatever. So, I mean, I get that. And I was like, I told him, I was like, sometimes as a person on the outside, the system doesn't really work all the time. Um, like the justice system. So filing an internal complaint, like it just goes from desk to desk to desk until people kind of like, I guess, forget about it. And then you back to square one and like, there's no real internal investigation because it's like, Oh, I know the, probably the internal prosecutor because we play golf on the weekends or, you know what I'm saying? Like our wives hang out at the country club or some shit. So it's like, does anything really get handled so it's just it's awkward so i i do feel for black cops like i do feel for them because i just i know that some of them are like literally just 
trying to get through the day <laughs> and do their job because you know what I'm saying like they've been ordered to do stuff but at the same time it's like ugh. and on a lighter note may I just say that I have yet to see an ugly black cop I personally have never seen an ugly black uh, like a, a real a real I ain't talking about no martyr police I ain't talking about no college security <laughs> a real police officer them niggas be fine. I mean, I've seen some that are like not like I'm. He not my cup of tea, but he probably good for somebody else. Me but. myself personally, I ain't never crossed. Pat me down. Uh, I mean, the only one I can think of, Mecklenburg County. I mean, but he's like older, um, and he's in like he's a part of the sheriff's department. But, but he's not ugly. He's just you know just looks like a. Okay. Older gentleman. <laughs> old, old, old cat daddy. Old cat daddy. I'm sure he was cute back in the day, but Listen. <laughs> right. Like during Pride, when I walked the parade, you know they have certain streets blocked off, but they block them off by cops. And they be having, they put all the fine cops in just one big group, oh, and you walking by like, <laughs> like I look one of them in his face. I said, "Sir, you are fine." And I committed, I committed a crime. Please pat me down. There have there have been times where I've seen like. Either cops have pulled somebody over or, like, they're doing, like, the directing the traffic yeah. or whatever. And I'd be like, sir, I'm just going to put my car in park. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Got somewhere you can stick your little baton. <laughs> anyway, um, moving along. Right. Um, we don't have a brew of the week because the world is the brew of the week. Um, literally, I have been searching online different blogs for the past, like, three or four days. And there's literally nothing. But... Where they protesting, where they looting, where they rioting. Where they shooting. Right. And you may get a sprinkle of COVID, which drama. just a few days ago was so important that all of a sudden, but you know what? here in numbers with no mask. I feel like COVID is still important. Absolutely. And I still, I feel like, you know, it's, it's still an issue. It's still a theme because you still have those frontline workers still going, you know what I'm saying, to work, to the hospitals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like, yes, it is important. It's just that this has overshadowed it because of the nature, like what it is. Yeah. It's, but that's, it's just, been another, but that's just in general. Like everything, something is going to always overshadow something. I mean, yes, that is true. But I feel like we keep coming back to this thing, you know? Yeah. So. Your trade calling, sis? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. But, like, yeah, I, f- I feel like we keep coming back to this issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, first it was Trayvon Martin, and then some other bullshit happened. Then it was another black person got killed. Right. And, and then some other shit more, happened. Yeah. Then it was another Always. Sandra Bland. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have all these, these people. Like, it keeps coming back to this same issue. I really do believe today... If President Obama was to release a video telling the nation what to do on Instagram, the world would fall in line and be like, fuck what Donald Trump said. Our president has spoken. Everybody take your ass in the house and sit down somewhere. <laughs> Period. Like, I feel like if he was just to, like, be like, I know that I'm nobody. Like, I know that I have no more power. But I just feel like if he was to speak today, like, people would just fall in line because it's like, girl, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> we need well, you. I mean... It- yeah, definitely. With um, Obama was such a such a more effective leader. Like, like even people who were like Republicans, even if they didn't like him, they still respected him. Like, like he, that part, just, like he was able to command that that respect. Whereas with like Trump, 
like his own party, like like people will tell you who who voted for him. I don't like the man, I don't respect him, but you know, that was the option that I had. And so it's like when you don't even have the buy-in really from your own people, of course no one's gonna listen to you. Right. And you know, Court you know Courtney Bohannon, like she talks about this sometimes, like with Republicans and Democrats, it's like the Republican Party, they will even if they don't like the candidate, they will all get behind that one person yeah. and push that one person. Whereas the Democrats, it's like you have seven people right. and it's like we don't know who to really get behind because we have everybody has a little bit wrong with them. So we really mm-hmm. don't know who to go with. Whereas it's like if we had two or three where we could be like, OK, well, we're all going to get behind this one person and then everybody push. We could get the majority of the agenda accomplished because right. it's like. We put all of our resources and all of our efforts into this one person and holding them accountable for the things that we want to see changed. Right. And I think that's what Republicans did with Donald Trump. Like they just they got behind him because, I mean, I guess out of all the people, they thought he was the best one or something. I don't know. He was charismatic to them and his celebrity status. I don't know. But they definitely (laughs) rallied behind him and got him there. Well, like like his. So Trump got in because he was like, um, like he consistently would get 30% of the vote during their primary because they had a huge field too. Like, what was that, 2016 mm-hmm. when they had their their primary? Yeah. The same way yeah. this time around started out with like, like, I think we have like, what, 16 people? But everyone eventually dropped out because they did not want Bernie to be the nominee. They dropped out because that was the only way all those moderates that each dividing up votes could, like, could coalesce, like, um, an, enough pull for like a Joe Biden or whoever um, to actually pull those votes away from Bernie. So had the Republicans have done that, if they had all dropped out and let like say Jeb Bush be the person against Trump, Trump wouldn't have been. Right, man. right. But I mean, he was consistently getting enough to where the rest of them they just you know they they were getting like if if it's ten people, one person's getting like third like thirty percent. Everyone else is getting. Um, whatever is left, even though most right, people- and it's got to be divided up between all of those people, yeah. right? So he still gets the majority, right? Right, but, which is also why they don't respect him. Well, a lot of moderate, um, not delegates, but moderate Republicans, like everyday people, really like him like that. Is because he was what they like. That's that's what they were left with, right? Uh, RNC didn't say, "Look, guys." Uh, we got a crazy one right here that's about to run away with it. We need some people to just go ahead and take one for the team and drop out. But, Period. Yeah, so now we have that man uh, in the middle of a pandemic. and In the middle uh, of pandemic, in the middle of uh, <laughs> race war. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't get to that, but yeah. Um, and what else do we have going on? Uh, an economic crash. <laughs> right. They don't want to call it a crash, but... I mean, when you have, like, what is it, 20 million people out of work? Right. And then you have, like, so many million people on unemployment. You have people out of work. Mm-hmm. And unemployment gets paid by the state. And if the states aren't getting money because no one's able to pay taxes because no one has a job, then right. eventually that pool of money dries up. That's why, I mean, right now we're in just this precarious time. I can see why some of the some of the governors and um you know like like yeah i mean i want to open up yeah i see why they want to open up so that you know the site the circle of the circle of life (laughs) can continue Mm -hmm. but it's just it's it people don't feel safe and it's like dangerous right yeah and so because they don't feel safe 
you'll have some people who will go out to like restaurants or bars or to go like shopping, but not everyone's going to go back because they're like, okay, but where's that vaccine at? Where the where the right. antibody test? Right. And then you right. the, the protest on top of that. All these people who, for the most part, they're not able to social distance because anyone who's been in a protest, especially like a big populated protest, can tell you that it's it's like it's it's not but so much space. Right. Especially if they relegate you. Like some cities will tell you, um, you guys can protest, but you have to like be on this side of the street or you have to go on the sidewalk. Right. Unless you're walking foul in some of those places, you're not going to be able to social distance, and not everyone's wearing a mask. So and you hollering and spitting and and, and, and screaming and and you doing a lot breathing everywhere, right? What did what did Justin Trudeau say? Talking moist. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> sir. What is talking moist? <laughs> you just Britta filter. What's her name, Britta? Yes, Britta. I'm gonna call her Britta filter. Yes, uh, she talks moistly. Okay. Just, um. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I mean, I guess we're kind of already in today's topic, which is. For me, more so like, I guess just venting about how we feel or our opinions or our thoughts on today's protesting and rioting and looting and, and, you know, racism and all those things. Like Do you want to start with your opinion? Okay, so this is the thing. I set up Friday, I woke up at like five in the morning and I just wrote everything down. Just like my thoughts. So that I can read them, so that I won't start talking in circles. Are they in your phone? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I don't see no paper. No, no, no. I'm like, where, where is it at? No, no, It's a bit lengthy. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Okay, well, can you, like, can you not, can you just go by point by point? No. You have to read the whole thing? Yes. Okay. We, we got time. So bear with me. <clears throat> okay. I mean, I just, I, okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. We'll, we'll pick it apart. Yes. All right. So. I mean, we don't really have to pick it apart unless you want to, but it's fine. All right. Um, I'll start by saying... You don't want to have a conversation about it? You just want to say what you got to say and be done with just it? Just voice my opinion. Okay. And then, I mean, we can't... I don't... It's up to... However. Okay. It's whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. All right. Um, I will start by saying that I saw a black... I saw black people on Twitter and Facebook call me, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom stupid for having Killer Mike and T.I. speak. Black people said that it was the wrong time to have ghetto people speak. Black people tore half of the West Side up Friday night. Killer Mike and T.I. own half of the West Side and employ black people on the West Side. T.I. and Killer Mike have been two of the only people to be actively in love with their city, born and raised, and actually have done good work in the city. Every year, Killer Mike has an event called 404 Day for black people in Atlanta. These two men have given people jobs, paid money, um, paid many of people's rent, built innocent black men out of jail, and probably taking care of their damn kids. But yet, black people said that Killer Mike and T.I. are the wrong people to speak to the city of Atlanta. I've been told over the last two weeks to be quiet and how this is not the time to have certain conversations. And these comments were made by black people as if any time is ever a good time. I have several things to address on this show, and I will not be told to be quiet, and I will not be told that this isn't the right time. I like to start off by saying that I am embarrassed by my own black people. I am hurt by my own black people. And I need for us as black people not to only make wise decisions, but also keep that same energy across the board. There are black men and women being murdered at the hands of black people. Yes, our very own people are dying because of us. And most, the most you hear about it is, damn, that's a shame. 
but then you expect somebody else to treat us right and treat us fair. We as black people get into establishments and get loud and rude and cuss out our own people because we think something is too expensive or needs to be taken off of a bill even after we sat there and ate it. We will spend hundreds of dollars on white brands and ask for a discount from our own people. We walk out and don't pay tabs at black-owned restaurants but expect to be treated fairly by other people. I'm not white or any other race. I identify as a black gay man, and so I can only speak from my black gay male experience. We won't address or correct our own people, but we're quick to address and correct others when we do decide to address others and correct our own. Uh, when we do decide to address and correct our own, it's greeted by egos, pride, extra unnecessary lip. But you want me to call out another race on their wrongdoings and I can't even address my own people. We also scam, steal, kill, and destroy, and still get a hashtag that says free my nigga. In my opinion, no bitch. You gonna sit in jail and rot with the white man. We cuss at our kids, beat them, and embarrass them, and cause trauma to our young black kids, and then we're shot when they act a fucking fool, and we're met with don't tell me how to raise my fucking child. Telling kids to either play sports or be a lawyer or a doctor, but what about the straight heterosexual identifying man who wants to be a ballerina or a classically trained opera singer? Nope, because that's gay. The majority of trans women have been murdered and were murdered at the hands of their own race. No protest, no riot, but put that bitch on the shirt and keep it moving. All my life I've been bullied for what I considered to be different, which I later identified was gay. I was working for a black-owned and operated establishment when a drunk black man called me a faggot-ass bitch several times while also managing to punch me in my mouth and spit in my face. And even after I said I was uncomfortable, I was still required to come to work the next day. All I received was a, are you okay? That sucks that only one manager was ready to fight for me. Once again, at another black-owned establishment, owned and operated by a black person, I held my hand out to receive payment from a black customer. He set the money beside my hand and followed the action with fuck you, you faggot and faggot ass bitch. No one was around to help or support me. And when I told my black gay manager, nothing happened. White people and people of many different races are putting us out of our own affordable neighborhoods only to remodel them and raise the cost of living without any well-paying jobs being available. All we do is talk about it amongst each other. Where's the protests and the riots? Why haven't we been tearing down their rich, successful neighborhoods? And lastly, to make this shit make sense, protest, riots, and looting. Uh, protest, riot, and loot all you want. But think about black people who end up affected by this. Go and destroy all the targets. Did you know that Target holds black-owned makeup and body care products? They also employ black people. Did you find somewhere to place these black-owned products before destroying the store? Did you find somewhere for these black people to work before destroying their place of employment? God forbid they're only living paycheck to paycheck. But I'm sure you didn't think of that shit. Okay, well let's go to Buckhead and all the rich areas. Black people live there too. Did you make sure they are safe and okay before you ruin the area? CNN has been one of CNN has the has been the one reporting all these important stories. Donald Trump hates CNN. I know for a fact that CNN hires hella black people and allow these black people to grow and move up in the company with fair pay and benefits. And you choose to ruin that building. Black people work there, but I'm sure it doesn't matter, huh? Some of y'all are here acting a fucking fool and don't even have a legit reason why. You're just happy to be outside and excited to be childish and damage something. Have you explained this shit to your children, nieces, nephews, godchildren, and students? Nope, but you will tear up your own damn city. Ain't heard now one word from Kemp or Trump. Call us, um, call all the people all types of names and treat us how we want to be, treat us um, how we don't want to be treated. When are y'all going to go to the governor's mansion or the White House and tear that shit up? 
Let me guess. You're scared. They went yesterday. I typed this out on Friday. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> when you gonna roll up to Sally Mae and tear that shit up? Because clearly it's keeping us all in debt. And let me guess. You're scared about that. But you settled for Target, Linux, and the CNN building. Um, side note, there are black people who own businesses in Buckhead and people feel like, well, they're rich anyway, so I can still deter, uh, I can still tear it up, but they're employing black people. So you're taking jobs away regardless. Um, I've had a black, I've had black men, black men in church tell me that I can't dress, sit, talk, stand or act that way, whatever that is. Nobody runs to my rescue when I'm being bullied. We as people don't support each other. When you are a performer at any Pride event, in your rules and regulations letter, you're told that if you see protesters and people performing homophobic acts, don't react, just ignore. Bitch, I'm tired too. I'm exhausted. But you don't. Um, but you think I'm about to join in on chaos and confusion as if my future isn't bright, as if my mother isn't already worried about me. I am a black gay man. My mom's nerves are shot to shit when I leave the house, even if it's from the house to the grocery store or from the house to church. Three to four nights out of the week, I stand outside an empty, quiet city of College Park, Georgia, waiting on an Uber to take me home. And at any moment, I can be shot and killed right in front of my job while waiting anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes to catch an Uber home. Ain't nobody standing outside with me. They all carry their asses home. You know how scary it is to sit in the back of an Uber in full drag, praying this man don't clock your tea and fuck you up. My life is damn near in danger every day for your enjoyment. And you think I'm about to go out here and act a fucking fool with y'all? Hell no. You call me when you get a real plan together and it's organized with some sort of social, uh, with some sort of logical structure. Y'all looting and tearing shit up. And the officer that killed Mr. Floyd, his home address was online as well as his job address. Only thing I did was burn up his job. Nobody pulled up to that nigga house. So keep that same energy across the board. That's all that I have to say. Okay. Okay. I'm done. I'm not going to be out here with these people marching and things like that because... I mean, and that's fine. That's not everybody's... Um, that's not everybody's forte. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's 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 up to you as an individual, like, if you want to march. Like that. And I, I definitely um, understand where you're coming from, especially as far as just how we as queer black people are treated in general by the black community. And it always seems like black lives matter, except for queer black lives. Cause whenever we have some type of issue with this, like a gay bashing or a certain law or something that that's been put in place that is at our detriment. A lot of times we don't see any action from the large period. So, I mean, I don't fault any, anybody that doesn't feel up to protesting who's also experiencing that issue of being like a, you know, the, the the intersection of being black and gay, or black. Right. Definitely understand that. Um, I mean, it's 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 a lot. I think like like right now, it's it's going and, beyond just the police brutality to now that you're seeing black businesses that employ black people being destroyed. Um, you know, and, and a lot of them may not have gotten a small business loan, so they're already on shaky financial legs. It's like, you know, when, when you see that happening, it's almost as if, you know, it's like no one's thinking about the black workers who are working there. Like Target, right. when that Target got, got burned down in Minneapolis, those people who work at that Target, the CEO put out um, like, a, like a press release a few days ago saying mm-hmm. they're still going to pay those people. Right. But these black small businesses 
that aren't a corporation, they don't have that resource to do right. it. Right, they don't so, have the backup funding and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's definitely, I, I do think that there is, hypocr- uh, excuse me, there is hypocrisy going on with some of the people who are activists um, and some of the ones who are, because they're so angry about where we're at in this country that they're not thinking about, you know, advocate for lower income black and brown people then take away their place of work. Right. Else to rely on. Because we don't um, even know how long we're going to be able to get this unemployment insurance. Um, period. Yeah. Not to mention, I also want to say, like, for me, I personally have never, not that I can remember, like, right now, I have never experienced, like, being in a position of, like, racism for me. So, so, okay. so a lot of my experience comes from Okay. You know, me. Like, I'm speaking for me. Right, 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 right. And I feel I feel like there are probably other people that feel like you, but you probably have experienced, um, like, subtle racism or systemic racism that you didn't realize was racism because nobody overtly called you a nigger right. and nobody overtly, like, beat you up. Right. But, like, there's, like, underlying things that happen in general that... Um, that could be deemed as racist. Just like what you do in drag. Yeah. Like, they don't necessarily say certain things to you, but when you've consistently been participating in a drag show as a special guest, and a position opens up for you to be a full-time cast member, and they give it to a white girl who was also a guest, maybe not as regular as you, but you know what I'm saying? They give it to that person. Like, it, it doesn't look like racism, but you weren't in the room, so you can't really say that it wasn't racism. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it. you might not have experienced it just full-fledged, but it's things been, happen. Yeah. And um, I do understand people, like, writing and, like, wanting to, you know, march and shit, even tear up stuff because... While violence for some people is not the answer, I feel like sometimes violence is a way to get people's attention. Now, I will say, I'm not saying that I'm against rioting and things. I just feel like for me, it needs to come in a place of like making sense. Like you going to tear down a mall and clear out the AT&T, how is that helping this? Right. So that's this, so so this like, is so this is what I'm saying. I was talking to one of my friends the other day mm-hmm. and I was like we were we were talking about, you know, the whole riots and everything. And I was saying that I don't understand or I feel like where is like the NAACP in all of this? Because I feel like their organization is supposed to be the ones to like you know what I'm saying, organize the people and, like, come up with a plan of action or, like, be the ones that are supposed to stand for social justice. Right. Um. So I just don't... I don't really understand, like... Because I feel like the movement needs leadership and it needs direction because otherwise, like, you have what we have now where you have some people that are actively marching in the streets who are you know, rioting to a, an extent, but then you have those people that are out there 
just to take the Instagram pictures. And then you do have some people that are out there just to go into a store and get a, a Gucci bag or a Dior bag right. because they see an opportunity right. or whatever. But those people, because they're on social media and because that's what we have seen, those people cheapen the movement. To me, they cheapen the movement because right. that's what people are going to focus on and that's what people are going to talk about. They're going to talk about the ones that are out there looting and, and, and tearing up a Target or like going into a Kroger and clearing off all the shelves. Right. Like what the, that doesn't make sense to me. Because it'd be simple things like, okay, so let's say you get this phone, this iPad, whatever, and the shit breaks down. You take it in to get fixed. We've clocked the barcode, bitch. It was stolen. Give it on back. Like, think about right. stuff before you do it. Like, Y'all burned on a mattress store. For what? Like. Right. And, and a lot of that is um, there are some people who have been like put into the actual crowds, people who aren't even a part of some of these groups. Right. Um, some of them are like anarchists. You have some people who are just, I mean, they just came to steal because they, right. they know something's going to go down and they want a TV. Because um, I, I saw a video where this girl um, she was actually talking to because it was these two white girls that were spray painting Black Lives Matter on the side of a oh, building, yeah, a Starbucks. And she was like, "What are you guys doing? Like, this is not what we're here for." You know, what I'm saying we're marching through the streets and y'all are spray painting on the building. Like, this is not what. Yeah. This is not what we asked you to do or whatever. And the girl was like, "We're just trying to help you guys out." Da, da, da. And the girl was like, "We didn't ask for that kind of help." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you want to march with yeah. us, if you want to protest with us, that's fine. But with you spray painting Black Lives Matter on the side of a building, she was like, they're going to look at all the brown skin people. They're not going to look for your white ass. They're going to look yeah. at us like we did it. Like, we right. spray painted it on there. And then it's going to further their disdain or their hatred for us. Right. So yeah. it's like, don't just go out here doing shit on your own trying to say, like, oh, I'm helping the black people. Like, no, bitch, you're actually making things worse right. because you're not in line with our vision and yeah. even and, and because there isn't like a set leader institution or that's yeah. like a leader it's 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 um it's a kind of well i feel like people would would come in march anyway because of the times that we're living in it's not like in the 60s when we had movement and they actually had an organized system of how they did the protest but because there's no like actual head they can't Literally go to the press and say, um, I'm so and so. I organize a march. We don't know who that is that's doing that. Right, because, right. See, you know, so since there is no one that's, that can like vouch for the actual people, it makes it easier for providers to come in and do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it puts the blame on us. And then now responsible media platforms will do the work and actually, you know, like, like show like that guy who was knocking out the windows in Minneapolis wasn't even a part of the, like, the actual protest. They right. actually um, found out that that was like a cop from somewhere else. Right. But not every news site is going to do that. And when you're in a world where you have like a Fox News or a Brett Bart, they're not going to run stuff that's going to go against their narrative. Right. So I feel like it's incumbent on, on us if you're someone who is on the ground that's protesting and you see that type of behavior to de-escalate it Right, call it you out. can while while being safe because you don't know who these people are. They might try to attack you, but I mean, like de-escalate it, film it, and then just you know, just if you can um, share it so people know this isn't someone that's affiliated with us, or if it's someone that's just going in there because they want a bag or some shoes. Right, um, right. I mean, 
I ain't gonna tell you to snitch on them. Do what you feel necessary. But I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's important that that we, I, I just I guess as a community, make sure that we hold people accountable. Because if you're gonna join something like that, that's a protest, and that's supposed to bring light to an injustice that's going on. You can't let people from the outside derail the message. Because when they right. do that, the people who are fighting against what you're trying to it's do is in vain. Right, right. It's it's either going to be in vain or it's just going to be an even harder battle. I mean, just think about all the looting that's been going on, like in 2016, when you had the the incidents that were happening, and then with like Ferguson, you had so many people online who just used all that as an excuse to not adopt change. Right. And you know, I mean, the, you're going to do that anyway, but don't give them that that ammunition. I mean, if you can, just just you know, like I said. Anytime you see someone who's who's acting out of line with what the group is trying to do, try to um, you know just just check them. Yeah. Um, Don't deck them, but check them. Right, and I thought about this too because like people always like want to quote Martin Luther King and they want to quote Malcolm X and they want to mm-hmm. you know saying quote all these other people, but it's like those people were part of movements and they had people next to them that believed in the dream and they collectively got people together and had like one message like we all believe in this one message and this is how we're gonna do it like they communicated like this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna do it and i feel like we oftentimes like the past few protests that have happened like you know now and like you said ferguson other places like people have gone out there with their signs and because a few people have a different idea or a different agenda then things just get chaotic and out of control and it's like you don't know what exactly the message is supposed to be because there was no clear communication about like we're gonna march through these streets chanting or we're gonna go through here and every business that is you know saying owned by the white man we're gonna tear it down or like what like you know saying like there was no clear communication about like what the actual agenda is and i think that's why you have people on both sides like some people are like yeah yeah burn that shit down and then you have people who feel like trey like it's senseless and i don't get it so like because there's no clear communication yeah and and also also a lot of people um like you were saying how like we know where's the naacp and things like that like First of all, this shit happened out of like you saw it in Minnesota first, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was like I didn't even see Atlanta. This was I didn't see this. Co- this came out of nowhere for Atlanta because it was like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah. I kind of feel like almost like like I don't know who sent out the message. Like we gonna meet right meet up. So then it's like to see people calling um, our mayor or the the mayor of Atlanta stupid for having a nine o'clock curfew, and I'm sitting here like, well maybe she's trying to. If I tell you to go in the house so I can figure out what to do. Like, she are, first of all, she got black children. She got to worry about. She's a black woman, which don't nobody even see it for her as a black woman trying to run something in general. Like, and the person who technically is above her, you ain't even heard from him. Right. Like, she's doing this by herself and she's trying to figure yeah. out a way. Like, okay, right. if I can get y'all in the house by 9 o'clock, better give me some time to figure out how we can go about this correctly. Fuck my sleep. Fuck my rest. Fuck my family. Like, I'm trying to work for my, for the whole city of Atlanta. Like, I'm one person trying to do this for Atlanta. Right. 
So, like, but y'all call her stupid for saying go in the house at 9 o'clock or giving a curfew and trying to make things right. Like, this is just... I mean, like, from what I've seen with, with um, Mayor Keisha. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because I was... Miss <laughs> Bottoms. Miss Bottoms. <laughs> it's a thing here in Atlanta. <laughs> I know, no, like, like it's, it's, it's this one dude on Twitter, like, like, his name is Keisha Lance only in relationships, as in, like, referencing... Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, um, but like from what I've seen with her, um, I feel like she's doing a great job just communicating. You know, like like not only the 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 state that she also has because it's you know it's also her city, right? And and it's a city that's predominantly um, populated by her people. You know, like 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 black people. So actually, I mean, I feel, I feel like she's hmm? actually oh. I saw a thing that was like. Um, the population of Atlanta is damn near like 50-50. Like black people make up, I think they said like 55% of the population. Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty split down the middle. And the people, and the crazy part about this is the people who got so much to say don't even live in the city of Atlanta. Like your address does not suburbs. say <laughs> Your address does not say Atlanta and you tell this bitch how to run her city. Have you called the, the have you called the East Point mayor, girl? Like, no. I mean, that is true. That is true. <laughs> However, a lot of the a lot of the people that live on the outskirts, they come to the city for leisure, for enjoyment, yes. for community for whatever and so it's like a lot of times it'll take the bigger city to um to change or to bring about some type of something for the surrounding cities to be like oh well they doing that there we want to be like them so we're gonna do it too you know what i'm saying if you was a bad bitch and they said it should atlanta down bitch well all right on the car park we go (laughs) did y'all ass took y'all ass home like i just it's just so much it's just so much to digest it's just I think that the reason why it's spread to so many different cities besides Minneapolis is just, I mean, like, people are mad because, I mean, police brutality affects everybody. Yes, um, and people are angry. People are really yeah, angry. Yeah, like, like, people are pissed. I have seen more white people protesting and even, um, uh, like, people of, of different races than the last few ones because I think the advent of smartphones has really shown, um, like, the world, period. Everything black people have been saying for decades is true. Yeah. Right, like y'all, y'all, y'all can't escape it, and then we're in this lockdown, and so well, people can't go nowhere. So, you know, like you said earlier, you come back to to social media like several times, and you see, you know, like whatever developments are going on, and people are just mad. It just reminds them of whatever, you know, um, cop then, case happened in their city. Right, and then it it, it goes it goes back to because people are like is this really about race and da da da? But it's like, when you see videos where cops are standing on the stairs of City Hall and you got all these white people yelling at them and spitting and pointing fingers just because they don't want to wear a fucking mask or just because they don't want to social distance and the cops are just sitting there taking it, like they not doing nothing. And then you see black, you see a black man, a video of a black man with his hands in the air and they rip his face mask off and, and pepper spray him. And he's, yeah. not, he's not even yelling at them. He's not even doing nothing. He's just standing there with his hands up in protest. I saw a video of a and child today like, get pepper sprayed. When you see, right. When you see so many videos of that, it's like, man, fuck this. We got to do something. Because for years, people have 
you know what I'm saying? They've, they've written think pieces on blogs. They have had podcasts. They've gone on uh, CNN and all kinds of like news outlets to talk about it. They've, they've, we went to HBUs, HBCUs and we've had conversations about it in our classrooms and whatever, whatever. And it's like we've had so many conversations and so many like sit-ins and so many like we're going to go vote or we're going to go lobby the um, – the legislature, we're gonna sit on 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 Capitol Hill or whatever. We've we've done that so many times, and there hasn't been change. So now it's like you know what, fuck all this shit. Our ancestors tell build this shit, we'll tear it all down, and y'all y'all bitches mm-hmm. won't have nothing. Yeah. And I think that's that's where some people are in the whole uh, system of things. Like it's like you know what I'm saying y'all y'all profited off of off of the free labor of our ancestors. Then after that ended for y'all, y'all profited off of, of jail and the, the labor of jail. Y'all profited off of uh, like segregation and all that other shit. Jim Crow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, y'all yeah. keep finding ways to like hold us down but profit off of us. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point, people are like, get off my fucking back and let me live. Right. And I think that, that I feel like that is a powerful message and I feel like that's the one that should be heard it should be spread but i feel like it's too the movement is too scattered and like i said not organized and the communication isn't there for that to be in the forefront yeah it's 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 a little well it it is chaotic um and sometimes like like as far as some of the change that's not happening i just feel like what we're not doing as a community is following up trying to see what's stopping the changes that we're asking for from being implemented like yes. whenever we go to city hall or to the state legislator and we say we want these type of measures put in place for like cops or whatever and it's not being done what's where's the follow up yeah where's the follow up right, yeah. where's the question like, 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 like who stopped it why did they stop it was it because you just you know wanted to just you know get us out the room so you didn't do nothing or did you actually fight for it but someone on the opposing party um you know doesn't want to implement it or are you scared? Like, um, right, and I, Cortez like mentioned on Twitter that there are, there are politicians who are afraid of the police. Why are y'all afraid of the police? Right, right. You know, like, like what have you done to where you're afraid that they're going to come after you? Like, are they threatening your life? Did right. you do something illegal? Like, figure and, it out because you're standing in the way of change. And ultimately, I feel like if if we have voted for you and elected you in these positions if we are paying our tax money, which is paying your salary, like, why can't we get the answers that we're asking for? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what has to be so secretive and private? Or like, why can't you really sit down and have a conversation with people? Because honestly, like, I'm I'm paying you. I'm paying you. I'm paying for the life that you're living. I'm paying for the house that you're in. I, I put you here in this office by putting my little vote on that ballot. So why are you not working for me? Exactly. Because technically I'm working for you. Like I'm we going to right, work. I'm going to work. I'm and going to take work for my tax dollar. The money coming out of my check that I worked for is going to you to be a bad bitch. So I need you to be a bad bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, it's like a it's it's a thing. Like I'm going to work and I'm putting in labor and some of my wages are taken out to pay for your 
living. Right. So that means I'm paying you to do something. Just like if you were a butler, a maid, or whatever else, I'm paying you for a service. If you was doing my hair, I'm paying you for a service. So service my community. Get this shit together. And mm-hmm. I think that's why people are, like like you said, like people are, are they're, they're not... They're frustrated and they're mad and they're angry and they're upset because it's like we've gone through this so many times. We've gone through this so many times. And it's like we get an inch and that's it. And that's it. And then then, right. And then we go back six inches. And then it's like, well, bitch, we just went through this. I mean, and it's always gonna be freedom is always gonna be a struggle. Like like you're always gonna have to work at it because you're always gonna have special interest that has an issue with not being able to do whatever that they want. But again, I just like we, we have to hold our politicians accountable and us as a community accountable too. Like we, like in between Ferguson and now, I don't know how many jurisdictions actually went back to their cops and said, okay, like these are our demands. What are you doing? Right. I know that Charlotte made some changes after, um, I forgot the man that was that was killed that start because people because some some cops don't even have body cams right like some places still don't have body cams yeah some places don't and some places it's it's like really uneven you'll have some places that will say you can't turn your body cam off period and some of them will be like oh well if you want it's up to you right which is not a good thing at all because then I can turn right. it off beat your ass and then turn it back on right. yeah so it's it's not liable I mean not 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 liable but it's consistent. And that, I mean, that's that's another thing that we need to, you know, pressure people on is just we like finding ways to hold officers accountable for when they do things, um, and also making sure that we're staying up to date with whatever like tactics and technology that they're using. Because um, I mean, like like some of this stuff, like like, like the jammers, the the, the surveillance um, abuses that are happening. We're worried about the brutality, but then they also have different ways that they infringe on our personal freedoms and our and our and our rights. Right, right. Like the illegal stop and search of people's cars and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that video of that lady speaking where she was like, um, basically we learned it from the white people? Learned what from the white people? Like how to how to loot and steal and take what we want and da 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 da. She she. But I mean, like, I'll send you the link for it. Like, it was it was she. It was a really good speech, and she yeah. made she made so much sense because it's like, yeah. y- you know, like our ancestors were brought over here to this country. We had our own system of beliefs, and we had our own way of living and acting and doing things. We get over here, we have to assimilate and and do whatever you want us to do. You're our example of how to get things done. Y'all came over here, shot up the Indians and shit. Y'all came to Africa. Y'all manhandled us and got us over here and beat us up and beat us into submission into doing what you wanted us to do. And so we learned all that shit from you. Learned yeah. it all I from mean, you. We was minding our business. Everybody was minding their business. Minding their business. Minding their business. So we but learned it all also, from you. Like, they're complaining about the looting and things, but... You have stuff like the Boston Tea Party, the French Revolution, the Russian like y'all, y'all, y'all are okay with certain lootings and certain riots if it fits a narrative that you like. Right. That's what I'm saying. If it it helps out your people and your agenda and your narrative, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, like 
we're taught about all that in American history, but it's usually in service to what they got out of it in return. Y'all rioted against the British with the Boston Tea Party because y'all didn't like that they raised taxes on those products. But they had to raise taxes on those products because y'all were infringing on Native American and French Canadian territories. So y'all rioted because, I mean, like, because like, y'all felt just, like y'all was mistreated, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Y'all, right? Like, it's 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 silly. I mean, it's it's silly and it's petty. But then it just just goes to show with with the dominant culture, there's always a double standard, and which just leads to more frustration. Like y'all riot for some of the smallest, silliest stuff as far as like sports. Or literally pumpkin, some 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 type of pumpkin festival that I saw online that that, that they were like, got crazy about burning cars. Okay, I saw this lady sitting in her car, literally like crying because she did not want to wear a face mask in an establishment, and they told her that she could not come in. Like she is like boohoo tears sobbing. Yeah. I don't understand why this it hurts my face and I can't breathe and da 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 da. Like you are literally sobbing in your car about wearing a fucking face mask. Like, no, girl, no, get let, over it. Let me just say this, because I just, I just be feeling like, you know, it seems that we are also, this week we've also been digging up old Twitter's tweets and people's recordings. Okay? Uh-huh. Just wanna, let me just say this now. Just because I feel the way that I feel right now does not mean that I don't support my own people. I just want us to make wise decisions in act the ass. Turn up! But just make sure we're turning up and it's making sense. So that at the end, we also won't, like, I feel like the overall goal is to have a voice for us and speak Mm. up for us. Which means, in the process of speaking up for us, we cannot tear us down. So I think that overall, for me, it's like, I'm not against what's happening. I just want to make sure we good. Right, and that's what I'm saying. That all comes back to communication. Because imagine if there was somebody... In Atlanta, or like a group in Atlanta, mm-hmm. we'll just call them BLM, Black Lives Matter group. Yes. Say that they had like a, a team uh-huh. or whatever, and that team sent out some type of like newsletter or email or text something mm-hmm. to all the black people like, this is what we're going to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then they sent on another blast. If you have a business in these areas, if you are a black owned business in these areas, Put this flag in your window. Or something. Or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if that message would have went out, when they went out doing all of this bombing and looting and shooting and whatever else, right. flattening tires and shit like that, the businesses that are black-owned would have been protected because the communication would have been there. And then it would have been like, okay, these black-owned businesses, they stand with us. Right. They're here for our mission. We're not going to tear up their shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to move on to the next. And that's how, like, I feel like because there was no communication, no organization, it just looks like, like, who and, done and it? There's, like, there's communication. There are, like, organized, well, there are small pockets of groups. So when stuff happens, they kind of activate and, like, go somewhere. But it's just their leadership is not thinking about across the all board. the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, across the board, all the stakeholders. Like, they could do exactly what she just said or... Like, imagine if they had just sent some people and just be like, you know what, we don't want y'all to protest. We just want y'all to stand outside these buildings and make sure nothing happens. Right. But, but, that, but that, that requires organization. And I don't know exactly why late, like, like the past decade, these movements, whether it was, whether it's Black Lives Matter or even the, um, what was that in 2009, 2010, when they were on Wall Street. You remember that? 
Oh, um, where they were doing the one percent stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't um, remember what the name of them was, but yeah, I do like, remember that. Yeah, like like there like there's just no leadership, and it seems like it's designed that way. And I just have questions as to why. Like like what is it? Like are y'all afraid of what happens if you become a political leader? And, and so how the FBI, right? You know, does it, you know, like like does the, the the whole file thing or whatever? Like you don't want to get added to a list. I mean, like like someone has to be willing to make that type of sacrifice. Because... Right, but I'm like y'all idolize Malcolm X and Martin Luther King so much, but y'all don't want to do the things that they was doing. Y'all don't want to. Y'all don't want to pay the consequences. Y'all don't want to like, pay them consequences. Know, like <laughs> them niggas had their phones tapped. They was followed. They had shit sent to their house. Yeah. Like it was. Like literally, but y'all don't, y'all don't want to go through that. But y'all want the y'all want reaction. the same results or the same the same uproar. But it's like no, you gotta you gotta come together. Because um, also, me and one of my friends was talking like when we had that whole conversation about the NAACP and like where is their influence? Because um, I was saying like when we were in college, I feel like if there was an NAACP branch in our neighborhood, I didn't know. And I feel like a lot of times maybe they should go to these HBCUs, get involved in like the political science programs so that they can recruit these people. So when they get out of college, it's like, okay, I can do work with the NAACP or like internships or whatever, whatever, so that we can have these black people that are like, okay, we're going to fight for our community and we're going to be leaders or whatever. Also, we were talking about like fraternities and sororities, like people join fraternities and sororities in, in college. You know what I'm saying? They might do little little uh, park cleanups or whatever around the community, but then it's like you get out into the real world and what? You just have a a, a plaque on your wall in your in your office. Okay, you got what y'all doing? You got a license plate on the back of your car, but y'all are supposed to like be about brotherhood, sisterhood, and you know what I'm saying uplifting the community and whatever what have you. But it's like your community is out here hurting, like. But you'll get up and clap your hands and ski. We with a little boosty badass song. Come on. But it's like where, where, where is the support? So it's like if if people actually looked at the roster of all the fraternities and sororities at all the schools and see how many people have joined and whatever, whatever. Like if all those people got together and rallied for real, like that would be a powerful thing. Absolutely, that would be so rallied powerful. And, and tried to shake the movement like they did in the sixties. And a lot of times, I wonder. If that was just like a, um, if that was just just like a blip or an anomaly, because I I can't remember the last time I've seen any of those black organizations minus NAACP be involved in some type of like major social movement. Right. Like right. we keep hearing about how they were all present during civil rights, but okay, after civil rights, what were y'all doing as far as when we went through the crack epidemic, or we went through, um, you know, like like blowing through the black community uh war on crime and all yeah. That stuff. Or, or, yeah or even now with like gentrification and black people losing housing where right. are y'all what are y'all doing right NAACP I've heard my my dad talking to someone like um months ago and he was just like they, they he, he can't recall the last time they were active I will give them credit and say that y'all were active when y'all were founded to maybe 19 something but wait like, right, all y'all doing is holding uh, image awards, and a lot of people <laughs> like. I don't, I don't know. Like that's like y'all giving out a, a little image right. awards, but I'm like, what is actually happening? Because somebody donated money to to your organization, but what are y'all doing with that? Like, what is what's right. happening? And a lot of people are. 
I've heard people be like, well, if you want to make a change or whatever, you need to run for this and you need to run for that. But it's like, girl, that's why the mayor is in the issue she's in now because the bitch ran for, okay, that's rude. Miss Thang ran for, like, an office and now she got to sit here and wait for all these papers to be signed and this got to go through this and this got to go through this. But it's like, because I had a friend yesterday, she was like, Killer Mike needs to run for mayor on the next go around. I was like, no, because right now he doesn't have restrictions. Mm-hmm. So he can literally do what he wants to do in his community. Say what he wants to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like she can't. Like she has to go on TV in front of a press conference and when she got something to say. Also, this goes back to the whole thing of, um, like we talked about one time on the show, representation. Representation matters. If I'm growing up as a little black kid wherever and I don't ever really see black politicians or black social workers or black leaders... Like, I'm not going to think that that's a possibility for me. But all I see is black athletes and black entertainers and black black people doing hair and fixing cars and stuff like that. That's all I'm really going to aspire to because it's like that's all I really see in my my scope. We also don't make a spotlight on the, the ones who are considered rappers and celebrities when they're when they're doing even greater things. We don't make yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. people do not know how educated Master P really is. And how many times he's sat in front of panels and sat in, like, sat in courts. Like, yeah, he's known to be a rapper and Lil Romeo's his son. That man is smart and we don't bring enough attention to that. Like, it's those type of things. They're like, 2 chains. Y'all don't talk about him because he got a restaurant he made music. He's done way more. You know, like, he has an office in the city of Atlanta he where has, he's doing He has things. degrees. Like, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> We don't bring spotlights to those things. We just give the credit to the celebrity and the records and the music and the social media aspect of it. Right. But yeah. some people in in these cities are really doing things and they're really trying their best to help out where they can. And we're not giving that. So then when they, when they finally do step in front, then it's like, oh, he shouldn't have spoke because he get up. Or they'd be like, or they'd be like, where, right, where you been at this whole time? Been here. Because literally like, you saw? Did you see Beyonce's post recently? Yeah, the one yeah. where she was speaking, yeah. or whatever, like about signing a petition. Yeah. So people were like going in on Beyonce about like, oh, now she want to speak up and blah 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 blah. But then they, the, I saw a thing today. They said she got three hundred. I think she got like three hundred thousand signatures in one day on the petition. Right. And it's like yeah. she's Beyonce not gonna be but out on the front. She's not gonna be out on the front lines. Like she's just not. That's just not yeah. gonna be her thing. And even if it, even if she wanted to be out there, she probably can't be out there. She can't even go to the grocery store. Somebody thinks she's gonna go stand in the freaking right. So that's what I'm saying. So she's gonna do whatever she can do. So right. if I'm gonna, if I need to put up this social media post or whatever, and ask right. people to sign the petition, that's what I'm gonna do. Because if this petition is gonna help get something changed, I'm gonna help in that way. And, and I feel that, like people have an idea of how they want people to help change come about right. like they they only see like okay if you're not out here with me and if you're not enraged and if you're not blah blah blah, blah then you're not helping the cause but it's like everybody has a part to play somewhere mm-hmm. like some people aren't always just like with entertainment everybody's not made for in front of the camera some people have to be behind the scenes holding up the cue cards and somebody got to be moving the camera around somebody got to be up in the rafters hitting them lights right. like everybody has a job to play to make this whole thing come about everybody not going to be a frontline person yeah, it's, a, it's a team effort and but, you, also but you, please you know what and that's why it's so right. important to teach like not only civics but like just just the history of like advocacy because um 
I did a protest years ago when I was in Detroit and actually took us and like trained us and told us what we were going to do before we actually did it the next day. Like they gave us three days. Uh-huh. Um, and in that three day time period, it was planned out who was going to not participate because just in case we, we got a, a, like arrested. You need people that's going to bail y'all out. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. like bail us out. Um, who from the community was going to speak. So those of us who came from like North Carolina, Georgia, other states, even though what we were doing was like important, like we weren't there in the community. Community, so y'all weren't going to be speaking, yeah. Yeah, so so this is for the people who were impacted. So like we took the time to delegate it out. And I mean, but all that goes back to leadership, like because there's lacking of leadership, it's like things like that aren't happening. If they're going to, if we're going to continue doing these protests, we have to make sure that if it's an organization, if it's a protest that's happening, whoever's organizing it still has a a committee of people who can help as far as delegating right. these roles out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like n- n- not everyone needs to be on the ground, period. Like y'all say, like, right. so, someone's got to be a general, someone got to be a strategist or the purse. So when all these people get arrested, y'all can go bail them out. Bail these niggas out, right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And I feel like, um, like, I feel like as a community, as a black community, a lot of times we don't have a good understanding of how politics work. And I, speaking for me, I know that I don't always know the ins and outs of how politics work. So it's like, I mean, yes, I went to school and, you know, I sat in those classes, but that that shit wasn't interesting to me. Like, they never made that part of, of history interesting to me, like civics and and uh, political science, all that stuff. Like, I, that was never interesting to me. And I feel like it hasn't been interesting to a lot of black people because we've had a limited scope of what we could actually do and be. So I feel like we really need to educate, especially like the younger ones now, like we really need to get them like educated, make it so that they can understand it for real and how it impacts them and how it's going to impact them in the future and their children and their children's children and let them take that torch and run with it. Because I mean... Because, I mean, like, like in, in that point that you made is right, because, I mean, in, in school, most of the times, they don't make it interesting. They don't make it relatable. So it's incumbent on us to... Yeah, they just throw out, our, they throw out the information, and they want yeah. you just to regurgitate it for this end-of-year end of, uh, test, and that's it. Yeah. So, in, like, like that, but, I mean, that's why, I like, <laughs> like, I feel like we have to always do so much as Black people. It's like, we have to, like, have Black history. We have to teach our kids things that they don't teach... Um, us in school and we just have to make sure that, that that's just stuff that that we keep going so so the generation that comes behind knows and the people who are doing it even now know um, there are some really good resources that they have online like like one thing I'm starting to see is some of the things that they're doing it, or that they did in Hong Kong I don't know if they're still protesting or not but they have different tactics that they've been using so if people are interested they can um, Google it or they can look it up on, on Instagram I'll try to post it or put it up but um yeah just if you if you find stuff like that just send it to us and we can put it on we can put it on our instagram page too like the pht okay. podcast instagram page yeah i mean because i mean it, we have to keep educating ourselves on not only the issues but how to fight for the issues because um these people who we have that we're trying to you know to alleviate all the you know 
education and the, the ways that, that they're trying to make our lives harder, they're not stopping. Um, like there was a quote that someone did years ago. They were like, Jim Crow never died. He just changed his name to James Crow Esquire. Period. Right. So, I mean, Period. like, they're not stopping. They're just evolving. We have to do the same thing. We have to, like, match right. them and, and, and just, just keep keep going, keep keep switching it up. And whenever you learn something new that, that helps, share it with people. Um. So, I saw this. Somebody, it was somebody's post. I forgot to put the name with it, so... I'm sorry, but um, they put racism isn't always the loud displays of horrendous behavior. Most times it's the systemic way in which certain groups of people are made to work harder to get less for their work or their work is consistently diminished for no legitimate reason. The sad part is most people only notice a problem when it's extreme, like death or violence. And um, they were like, I'm not surprised at how many people don't get why race is still an issue because... It's not covert. Like they're not hanging us from trees no more. Like they're doing, yeah, yeah, they're doing other little shit where it's like they're stopping you from getting your your home loan or they're, you know what I'm saying? That like you said, gentrification and they're raising rent and they're, you know what I'm saying, raising rent in areas, but the people that work in those areas aren't making enough to pay that rent because mm-hmm. they're working, you know, middle class median jobs or whatever. Right. So it's like they're doing things. You know what I'm saying? Under the guise of, oh, this is just my job or I'm just trying to da 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 da. But it's like, no, like you're really holding us back. Or like I like I was telling um somebody one time, it's like they want you sometimes I had to let my manager know at work one day. I was like, You're having me do a lot and I'm not being paid for the work that I'm doing. Like some of the stuff that I was that I felt like I was doing, I'm like, this is your job as my manager. This is your job. I'm doing this, but I'm not getting the pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like you want me to sit here and break my back and and talk to. Yeah, you want me to talk to people and train people and do all that. I don't mind doing that, but then I need to be paid Mm -hmm. what I'm worth. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, at the bar, one of the managers wanted me to come in um, some mornings and train the servers. I don't mind doing that, but you're not gonna pay me two thirteen an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like ser- servers get paid two thirteen an hour, and it's like I'm not gonna you're, you're not gonna clock me in for this two thirteen to be training all your servers when that is your job as a manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you want to be downstairs taking in shipment or doing the liquor order or whatever. I get that. And I know that you think that I'm a good server or whatever. So you want people to have my same ideals. I get that. But you got to pay me. Like, you're not going to keep, you know what I'm saying, using me, using me, using me and not giving me the the credit that I deserve. And I feel like that happens in a lot of jobs where it's like they they try to like. Put little promises of, of promotion in your ear, like you know, saying like, "Oh yeah, the company is good for for um for growth and blah 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 blah." But then people be in that same little uh shift leader position same for ten job. years, and it can't never yep. get you know, what I'm saying can't never get district manager or whatever, because like y'all keep looking over me, or right. nobody ever leaves their position, so I can't even move up. But y'all tricked me into thinking that if I just put in that time and work really hard. That something's gonna happen for me, and it's like that doesn't always happen. In the meantime, that position that they were dangling in front of you goes to someone less qualified. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or cool. somebody fresh Maybe out of school who ain't even been at the mm-hmm. company and it's like, okay, bitch, I went to school too. So what's yeah. up? <laughs> Saw that. <laughs> that last company I was at, child. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, people people do what they, people only, people are going to take that for so long until yeah. they like, you know what I'm saying? They're going to they blow up. Those those um, microaggressions. Right. That's, I mean, that's, that's really what it has become. And I think that a lot of white people um, have have just just because they don't maybe talk to us or they don't have anyone who's just telling them up front. Um, you may not think that you're racist, but this system is racist, and this is how it's racist. It's like they don't they don't get it. So whenever these these things happen, it's just like where is it coming from? Right. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it it is so underhanded nowadays. It, like everything, as far as certain establishments saying that you have a dress code or we're not playing this type of music, um, or, or even like jobs, like you can't wear your hair a certain way. You gotta you yeah. gotta cut your hair. You can't have locks or kids getting suspended from school because you know saying they got braids or whatever, whatever. That boy that they mm-hmm. said he couldn't his, graduate because he... Because he, he had locks. So I did a whole year and now I can't graduate because I have locks, bitch. Right, right. And you see me with this hairstyle. All, it you, ain't like actually, crochets, and, bitch. And, his, and the boy's locks were like to his shoulders. So that means he's had these for years. You've seen me all through high school with these locks. And mm-hmm. now uh, when it's about the time for graduation, you say I can't was, walk for this. Now one parent was contacted. They wanted a meat and hair. They wanted a dress coat that I couldn't have it. Like, if I'm going against dress code, you don't make it through the day. Right. You let me go a whole school year, and now you're like, I can graduate? Bitch, I'm going to fuck all this shit up. When I was in college, one of, one of, because I had to do observation hours where I went to a school and had to sit with a supporting teacher and whatever, whatever. I found out from one of my advisors, my supporting teacher, mm-hmm. they tried to have a sit, my supporting teacher said something to my advisor, and my advisor tried to sit me down and talk to me about cutting my hair. Because that supporting teacher said something about my hair. Because at that time, my hair wasn't in locks. It was just right. long. And so I didn't always have somebody to braid it. So I would just pull it back in a ponytail and it'd just right. be curly. But they yeah. they didn't think that was professional enough. So they tried to sit me down and have a talk about my hair. And I'm like, no, I'm not cutting my mm-hmm. hair. I'm not cutting my hair. And y'all can't make me cut yeah. my hair. So what do you want to do? Cause, that happened to me. Because gonna, either you're going to place me in a different classroom with a different teacher or what? Because I'm not, I'm not going to cut my hair. And nobody, y'all can't make me. That happened to me at Six Flags. They told they told me that I was in the in the, they had a group interview. I was sitting right next to a girl. We had the same hair. You know, when it's been a long day, you have to wet that hair, throw her back in the ponytail. We had the same exact hairstyle. They pulled me in the office, said you gotta either braid it or cut it off, or you can. We can't like hire you. And that's and that's so crazy. Like, first of all, who's coming to Six Flags? And and like, oh, mommy, he got. He got he got locks. He, he got his hair it. out. What is, what is that about? Like, no, people are coming to Six Flags to ride a fucking ride. Right. Okay. They ready to get on these roller coasters. They don't care what I look like. They not even really. Half the time, the people ain't even listening to the person that's working the ride. At all, they trying to have a good time. <laughs> they just trying to have a they good time. The, the real <laughs> gag is in amusement parks. It's all cute, just like a restaurant. It's cute on the floor, but when I go past, you know, behind these behind trees, the or behind empo- this employee gang, only door, <laughs> baby, they is out here for war. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else? You know what? And that's 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 kind of like um, when I was working at the call center. Ooh, the girl. dress code in the call center was one way, because it's mainly entry level workers, and most of them were 
most more black. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as you get to corporate, it's just a whole different atmosphere as far as the dress code and how they want you to look. And it's like, how do we go from an environment where no one sees us, period, because we're on these phones, and y'all more liberal with how y'all allow us to look, but then when we go into the corporate office, still nobody sees us because we're right. customers. We're in these cubicles, and it's just... Right. That's but the corporate office was a more it was a more white environment, more in a more upwardly mobile, I will say. Um, uh, um, yeah, I just want people. Just I just want people to realize, like, how I dress does not dictate the capacity for me to do my job and, and what the gets capacity me for me to think and process. And half of this ain't gonna stop your coin from flowing in. My hair and what I have on is not going to stop the coin from flowing in this business. Right. I'm doing my job. Move along, sis. Literally. If anything, I feel like with people's hair, sometimes that will let you know like what they're going through. Because if you see somebody in their hair is just looking a mess all the time, you know, okay, like my employee might be going through something. Literally. You know like, right. I don't like it's, it. It can be one of those visual cues. I, um you know, to, to like the state of your employment, but I mean that that would require management to actually have empathy. So never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 We're not gonna have that conversation. Right. Listen, because Karen can come in with her hair just disheveled. Oh, she just finger brushed up in a ponytail, and whatever's falling out the sides gonna fall out the sides. It's gonna be okay. But as long as she got a blazer on, it don't matter. As long as she has a blazer on. <laughs> Mama could have the dandruff and the cat on the jacket collar, bitch. And it don't matter. She got a blazer on. It don't matter. Mama could smell <laughs> like Purina Pet Child. As or long sick, as she, or Virginia Slims. Camel Blues, bitch. As long as she has on her blazer, Mama is in the top. Okay. And she wants and her to little painless kittens. Oh. Oh, man. With a sling oh, back because she fancy. Child. Mm. But, but yeah. me. So, I just, overall, for... I agree with the protests and the marches and the rioting. I, I agree with mm -hmm. it. I just feel like there needs to be some more communication and organization around it so that it can be as impactful as possible. Yes. I also agree with the protests and the riots <laughs> and the marching. I also want it to be organized. However, I also want us to sleep on our front porch while we sleep on other people's porch as well. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's, just... what I'm, that's what I meant to address with you, too. So the whole thing about black on black crime. I understand where you're coming from. Yes. But you never hear anybody talk about white on white crime. At all. They but made, I ain't white, though. But no, but this is the thing. White people made black on black crime a thing. Yes. It's yeah. not black on black crime. It's just crime. Yes. Yeah, period. It's just crime. Period. So my thing is white people when somebody when somebody does something wrong or whatever that's white, they give two shits. They don't care. They not they not what a white man can go in another white man's house, blow his brains out. You might hear about it on the evening news. You might hear about it. You might hear about it. Right. But you're not going to hear about them until they done mass murdered some shit and serial killer and whatever, whatever. That's when you're going to hear about them. But my thing is, for white people, it's, it's always going to be a narrative of 
they were having problems or issues or mental something or health something or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But for black people, they're always going to make it seem like... Thuggery. Thuggery. And we're tearing each other down and blah, 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 blah. When it's not necessarily that... To begin with, it was just, it's just crime. Right. Yeah, most 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 crime. So happens. when you say like sweep around our own door before we you know try to whatever whatever, it's still it's still wrong crime yes. yes. But I feel like they have made the focus of it black on black crime. So then when we shout out Black Lives Matter and whatever whatever, it's making you feel like we're we don't care about the black on black crime. But that's just crime in general across the board. They try to redirect the attention from right. Um, something that's a systemic issue that's affecting us that they're causing to then um, redirect it back on us. It's, it's a form of gaslighting because it's like you're trying to switch the subject. We're not talking about that. We we know it's a problem and we're fighting to fix that problem. But we're fighting which, like what, what, what y'all are doing with us as well because it's like, how am I going to clean my own house? But then I got to worry about what's, what's, what's coming in at me from the outside. Right. right. And my yeah, thing but, is, if the police are doing their job effectively, they're going to catch that quote-unquote black-on-black crime. Like, those people are going to be convicted, like, whatever, whatever. Right. We don't have nothing to say about that because that is, that's crime. Right. But the the fact of an officer who is supposed to service, protect, and defend the community and treating the community like shit, which in turn has people like, fuck the police and doing all this extra shit for y'all to feel like, oh, we're too aggressive, so y'all can take force. Like, that is, that's the issue or whatever. And I feel like they try to, like Brandon said, gaslight and try to focus the attention on, like, oh, there's gang wars in L.A. and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it's like, that's where your attention is going to go instead of, you know what I'm saying, Daquan getting shot by Officer Jimmy John right. for, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, going down the street with his hoodie on. Yeah, I mean, because I like I've I have seen it to where some activists will, will like actually say, "Don't call the police whenever X, you know, X Y Z is happening," mm-hmm. because of how bad it is or the fear that they have about um, about how they're going to act when they get into the situation. Right. Yeah, but but the effect of that could be, you know, if if a if a neighborhood well, and, and we saw that growing up in the nineties, you know, like like you know, stuff would happen shootings would happen in like neighborhoods and the cops would come around and folks would just scatter because it's like, you know, I just had to deal with crazy shit happening from this game. And then here y'all come, y'all another gang, y'all just got badges. I ain't trying to deal with y'all. So right, then it's right. like, it, it becomes a festering wound and it, and it doesn't help because the people who are supposed to help do more harm and create more harm than good. Right. So that just exacerbates the, the, the other issue of black on black crime or- listen. Because they're, the the, I mean, they're the ones that introduced crack into the community. They're the ones oh, that introduced, yes. you know what I'm saying? I mean, and I was also, it was also brought to my attention, like, even, like, way back in, like, slavery times, how, like, slave owners used to, like, make, like, I hate using this words, but, like, field and house niggas, like, fight each other and they would bet on it. Yeah. Like, because you feel like the light skin was more superior than the dark skin and it just like that whole thing. I just be feeling like that they, they I feel they, like when you call me my shit, I wanna be able to say, Don't worry about it, sweetheart, we got it. Like we good over here. Like But the thing is, they put us against each other, but then they wanna talk about how it's black on black crime. 
but essentially y'all were the ones that started the black on black crime. Y'all right. put us against each other. Y'all y'all put us against each other when y'all gave certain people more um status than others. Right. You created that jealousy. You created that that dynamic when you when you elevated one part of the black community and you know what I'm saying, dia dia um when you beat down another part of the community, like you, you cause that tension, right. which is always going to be there. And then it just, it just reforms itself throughout time in other areas. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when you throw in, um, you know, putting drugs into the community or redlining and then, you know, like, like, um, I forgot the term, but when you have like so many educated blacks or, or, or black people who have money, who just left the hood and, mm-hmm. and, and, and left, um, left behind people who, who didn't make that same money, well, that, that, that same amount of money, you're just left with people who don't have anything. Um, or if they do have something, it's, it's, it's a job that's not paying enough. And we all know that poor people usually commit or are, they are successfully prosecuted for crime more than people who have money. Period. So it just makes it look even worse because, I mean, all this stuff has happened. That's a direct result of the dominant community putting putting their boots on a, on a, on our people's necks okay so long oppressing. y'all are you're right like y'all are doing the police brutality and the um uneven incarceration and then y'all are also exacerbating the economic um gap between your community and our community and then right. even within our own community again you'll have the rich or well black people who Okay, now have left. I mean, completely left the black and, community and that's, integration. And that's the thing too. I saw um, I saw somebody tweet. Um, I can't remember the exact tweet, but basically they were saying like, you know, the bougie black people like y'all gonna have to pick a side. Little mama said that she was y'all talking to, to a Mama Scott, yep. I think, and she was like, yep. a lot of like, rich black people identify as rich and not black. Because it's like, y'all gonna have to pick a side. And it's like, pretty soon, your white counterparts, the people that you rubbing elbows with in your little country clubhouse, they're gonna, they're, they look at you as black, but because you have money and because you have um, some type of like, you know what I'm saying, I guess manners about you, like they let you in, but eventually they're gonna look at you and they're gonna be like, you just like all the rest of them out there. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna, okay. it's, and they're gonna start treating you differently too. So, sis, you better, you better pick a side, what you wanna do. And then you start crawling back. And want us to, you know, lock yeah. arms with you and right. march and kumbaya. Yeah. Nah, bitch, you wanted to leave us and like right. you ain't know us. And all of a sudden it's, yo, help me out. Uh, who did they happen to? ASAP Rocky. Cause he had, he had made those, he had made those comments about um, I think like Black Lives Black Lives Matter or something, and then um, he's like, we don't we don't have that over here in in, in Beverly Hills. And then when he got arrested over there right. in, uh, in Europe somewhere, and now you want now you want black people to help right. you and bail you out and right. support you, right? Uh huh. Like mm-mm. you wanted to act like 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 you a bad like, bitch, be a bad bitch. Right. You was untouchable right. in your Beverly Hills community, sis. So go ahead. Right. Call, 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 right, call Kristen. See if she gonna come bail right. you out. She didn't. <laughs> right. You had to wait. How, how long was he over there? A month? Okay. Yes. Before who did it? Jay-Z or somebody? Uh, helped him out? It was... Somebody. I know Trump made a comment, but I don't know how much... Inf- like how much input? Yeah, Trump, Trump said he was a lovely guy. Girl. First of all, Donald Trump, need, he needs his Twitter... 
revoked. He need his life revoked. Let's just start there. Let's just... Like, I have seen so many people, like, reporting his tweets and stuff like that. But his account is still active. Like, take that nigga account. They scared. Why? Well, Why? You know what? But if he don't, don't have a Twitter, like, what is he going to do? I, I think they're afraid of what he could do as far as mobilizing his his followers his either maga, to his maga followers. to like attack and dox the people who run yeah. Twitter or if they're also maybe afraid that because um, they they have a conservative version called Parler but it just like it's it, it hasn't jumped off the way Twitter has because everybody's on Twitter right um, but I don't I don't know they they need to figure out how is it that you would enforce on regular people or even not even regular people but like even like 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 celebrities who have a a smaller platform like um azalea banks they got her off twitter real quick oh real quick real even some of um alex jones a little conspiracy theory dude y'all got him off twitter y'all deplatformed him from there but for the same exact stuff that y'all took them um off of twitter for y'all can't do it so donald it's also a money right 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 post it's also a money thing like a lot of this stuff, you have to realize like the more people are watching and and, and the more people are like here click, for this shit, like clickbait, and the, clickbait the more mm-hmm. views, the more money we're getting. So the minute you take one of the biggest people away, now we ain't got shit to see. So now my money is gonna be yeah. It's just like you, like, you know they, they would never. I don't care if Kim Kardashian said. Fuck the world. I hate everybody, including my own. They are not going to take her off of social media because she is one of the biggest people in the world. And they need they need her to keep... Right, because like, literally, like, look at look at people like Jeffree Star, like, calling people nigger monkey bitches, and then he drop a makeup palette and it sells, sells out in an out. hour. Sure, I still don't... Right, I don't... Listen, I don't know her. I don't anyway, get it. I don't like get it. I'm not eyebrows, but anyway. You know, he has his audience... So um, does Donald Trump. Right. But anyway, um, my last thing, and I'm done. I just want to say that um, in regards to being a black queer man and marching with other black people, oh, I yeah. want to also make it known that, not to be deep here, but the Bible says love your neighbor. That does not mean love who you choose to be your neighbor. <laughs> your neighbor is every fucking body in this world. So as a black gay man, if you want me to stand next to you and march to support you, bitch, you gotta support me too. I ain't saying you need to go out here sucking dick and blowing booty holes. I ain't saying that. But I'm saying don't stand there and watch a nigga tear me down and then want me to come and lock arms with you when you just stood there and watched me. Or you were the one that tore me down. And now that you're in danger, I need to be sad and I need to run and jump. Because honestly, know. at the end of the day, Especially when it comes to police brutality, they see the color of your skin before they see your your sexual orientation, sexuality, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, unless unless they see you walking, because then it's just gonna be. <laughs> I mean, but I'm but I'm just saying, like at first at first glance, they're gonna see yeah. a black man. Right. They're not gonna see a black gay man. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna see a black woman. They might not necessarily see a black trans woman. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're gonna see your skin color first. And that's what I feel like everybody needs to realize. So at the end of the day, we all black, but some of us have more issues to deal with than just being black. Right. And I some feel of like us people have need more be, reasons to be killed than just being black. And I feel like exactly. people need to, people need to be sensitive to that because if you want me to be sensitive to you as a as a cis 
heterosexual black man, if you want me to be sensitive to your plight in this in this um, country, and you want me to you know say support you and march on these front lines with you, then you need to give that same respect to me when my uh, gay brothers and sisters, or you know saying my queer community is being killed and slaughtered and mistreated and thrown out of places and what have you, because the same way you felt by being uh, profiled and categorized as black, we are getting that same treatment for being gay, and we feel that same way. Yeah. And I'm very loyal to you, because not one time have I spilled your tea when your girlfriend showed me a picture of your small-ass dick and said it wasn't that good. Well, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. I'm just saying, like, I need niggas to act right, because, girl, I'm really good friends with your wife and your girlfriend. I know your <laughs> sex ain't hitting no shit in this moment. Keep it cute. That part, no, but yeah, no, like we we definitely need more more solidarity from um yes our straight counterparts, which uh, I'll say some of them have done a, a lot better, especially holding each other accountable. But yeah, they still got more work to do. They have, but don't just do it because it's fun. Don't be on my side when you're having a good time. Don't be on my side for the right. makeup and the material <laughs> shit and you know the kiki. Don't be on my side for the kiki. Right. Be on my side for, for the, for the entertainment. Yeah. But you know, isn't that so ironic? Is how it's just like. When they want something from us, it's usually related to entertainment and arts. And when white people want something from black people, it's usually related to entertainment and arts. Because we learned it from them. <laughs> we learned it from them. <laughs> Listen. Y'all love the gays when y'all want to get tickled or, or laugh at something. Okay. Have, you seen, have you seen that show on Netflix, Netflix Black as Fuck? No, you haven't. You haven't seen it. Ooh, I've heard about it. But. So literally, like, the title of every episode, uh-huh. like, the first episode is, like, because of slavery. The second episode says, still because of slavery. <laughs> like, right. the third episode, this, too, is because of slavery. <laughs> like, literally everything that black people go through can be traced back to slavery and like, how we were treated day. and how we learned how to be a people from watching... You know what I'm saying? Just like with um, uh, uh, when we when we had our own little communities in Oklahoma, was doing well, doing fine. Black people was owning mm-hmm. dentist Black office, owning banks. Right? They called it Black Wall Street. Right. Uh, Tulsa. Y'all didn't like that shit. Y'all came and burnt it down. Same thing with Rosewood in Florida. Okay, didn't like that shit. Burnt it down. Auburn Avenue in Georgia is was a thing at one point. Like I didn't even know how historic that was for black people. Like that's what I'm saying. A buckhead was actually created for black people, rich, wealthy black people. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like when y'all see something that y'all don't like or that y'all don't agree with or that threatens your superiority, you come and you destroy it. That's so how now we started because you saw a bad bitch and you couldn't be it, so you stole it. That's what I'm saying. So it's like now that you, now that we are, you know what I'm saying, looking at all this shit and we're like, okay, well, we're going to take a cue from your book. We don't like what's going on, so we're going to tear this shit down. We're going to destroy it until we get what we want. Period. It worked with Stonewall. It Low did work with Stonewall. Then Queens looted it and rioted for five days and the Period. cops never messed with them again. Period. Didn't step foot in the gay bar in New York, or I don't think anywhere on the East or West Coast. Right. Them sissies put the fear of God in y'all. <laughs> Show did throw a brick at that head and said, "Fuck okay. you, bitch." Listen. But all right. I mean, anything else need to be said? Um. All I'm gonna say is, historically, when things have, when the times have changed. And there was growth in in the 
country, mm-hmm. there has been an uprising. Yes. Okay? Slavery, you know what I'm saying? There was an uprising. All that Nat Turner shit, the uprising. You know what I'm saying? Civil rights, there was the, there was an uprising. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? To get to to get closer to equality, to get more change, there's going to have to be some some disruption mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. Some type of uprising. It doesn't necessarily always have to be violently, but you know, historically, it's always been violent. So there has to be some type of like shaking of some shaking of some tables right. to get some change to come about, and that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, people become complacent, and when they become complacent, it's like they don't want you to make them uncomfortable. So you have to make them uncomfortable, right? Either by you know protesting, like you said, um, a little riot here and there. Um, not a destructive riot, please don't. But, you know, <laughs> something that, like, you know, that 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 gets people to pay attention. Because unfortunately, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's an American thing or a human thing. Um, it just seems like we, like we. I, I think it is mostly a human thing. It's like we don't really want to do something until we're like pushed to do it. Like if our back is against the wall, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's okay, fine. You right. Know, I'll, I'll make this change. It's it's almost like we just procrastinate. Right. No, I get that. Um, because honestly, I feel like if if things were done consistently, like as far as like legislation and like, you know, what I'm saying like if things were done on a daily basis to like push um, to push laws through or to push like the progression, like if, if a little bit was done at a time, we would be moving quicker than we are. Yeah. And things would probably yeah. be a little bit better than they are now. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for joining us on our um quarantine conversation. Oh my gosh, thank you for inviting me. You know, anytime. Miss you guys. I know, we miss you too. Want to bake another wanna... pie or something. Wanna come down there? Yes, bake another pie. I mean whenever you wanna just, you know, pack up the jet and scoot and boot on uh-uh. down. No, I already talked to Brandon down. about coming to Atlanta. He said if he comes to Atlanta, his parents gonna make him stay, they're not gonna let him back in the house. Mm-mm. Really? They old, honey. They old. They're at risk. Yeah. Uh, like it's like the um, our whole family was like down because my sister got laid off from her job in New York. Oh um, yeah. So she's she's here now, and the baby was here. It was just oh, been, like the, the whole clan was in. It's just yeah, yeah. She's four today, by the way. Gotcha. That's why oh. my that's when my, my my FaceTime was going off because they wanted me to say happy birthday. I'll say it to her later. Uh. All right, well, happy birthday, sis. Okay. Um, is there any way that, I mean, do you want people to follow you or no? If not, it's fine. If yes, then. Uh, y'all, like, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, it's brandbrand29. Okay. Uh, B-R-A-N, B-R-A-N. Uh-huh. Brandbrand29. 29. 29. Okay. Yeah, that's the country nickname for uh, for, for Brandon. And then <laughs> uh, <laughs> my Twitter is Flores on your net. Uh, F-L-O-R-E-S on your Y-A net. Um, on your neck. Like, like garland. Yeah, like flowers so, on your neck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, a garland that's... is flowers on your neck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because your middle name is Garland. That is true. Yeah. Flowers on Wait, your neck. Wait, that's your middle name? I thought it was your last name. No, his that name is, is Brandon Garland Hughes. Oh, Hughes. Okay. Who got my whole government out? Okay, dude. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't say that. We can't yeah, say I, that. I, 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 you want me to bleep it out? Oh, I'll bleep it out, uh-huh. sis. <laughs> All right, well, um, as always, you can right. follow me 
on Instagram at the Real Trayvars and at Princess Carter, Princess of the Y. You can follow me at underscore Dommy Boy underscore. And then you can follow us collectively at Peach Tea Podcast. Um, you can also email us, which people have not been doing, but you know, what have you. You can email us at um, thepeachteapodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us any letters suggestions for show ideas talk about how you feel yeah we'll listen um we'll dress it on air if we need to sure um yeah but with that being said it was cute i don't think that brandon has any panties on but Ooh. i saw a lot cap um not looking down like you don't know <laughs> I was like, how, how could you see No, you just put your knee up in the camera. I just saw a knee. Yeah, we just saw a kneecap. We thought you was... I mean, listen, we, we if you sitting there with, with a shirt and no drawers, that's fine. That's the most listen, awkward We can only see you from the chest up, That's sis. all that matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time. It was cute. Peace out. Thanks for joining uh, us. Bye, horse. Bye. You see, the flag is, is drenched with our blood because, you see... So many of our ancestors was killed because we have never accepted slavery. We had to live on it, but we've never wanted it. So we know that this flag is drenched with our blood. So what the young people are saying now, give us a chance to be young men, respected as a man, as we know this country was built on the black backs of black people across this country. And if we don't have it, you ain't gonna have it either cause we gonna tear it up. That's what they saying. And people ought to understand that. I, I don't see why they don't understand that. They know what they've done to us. All across this country, they know what they've done to us. This country is desperately sick.